0: Hi there! Welcome to episode 125 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. Here in the United States, games for the MSX home computer are mostly a mystery. But elsewhere in the world, Konami was filling the platform's lineup with some quality products full to the brim with their signature sound. Get ready to do some spelunking, because tonight we listen to the music of The Treasure of Ushas for the MSX computer system. Well, hello, Matt. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I am fantastic. I'm very excited about this episode.
1: I am too, mostly because I've never even heard of this.
0: It's a, uh, it's, it's quite a thing, and I've never played it. <laughs> and clearly, uh, I have a, yeah, uh, I have a fun history with it, which we'll, we'll, we'll get to in a bit. But okay. I mean, what? <sighs> I got nothing else to add. I just want to uh, jump in to listen to this music, right? I am I have even
1: less than you have to add. Fantastic. Well, uh, Matt, hit us with some history. I shall. The Treasure of Ushas was released in 1987 for the MSX2. It's a single-screen action platformer, as the MSX wasn't great with scrolling like the NES was. As the story goes, the Vedic mother goddess Ushas had some sort of run-in with the war god Indra, and was ultimately banished. She had a jewel of some sort which was split into four pieces and thrown to the wind. You play as Wit and Class who travel the Silk Road on behalf of Professor Atley and try to get the shards together so you can save their department at the museum. It has a very Indiana Jones vibe to it. What made the game unique was its emotion system, which the player needed to master in order to progress, including using specific emotions to unlock boss doors. The game has a bit of a cult following and was even released on the Wii U. Con- <clears throat> the game has a bit of a cult following and was even released on the Wii U virtual console in Japan. However, it has never seen any sort of official release in the United States.
0: The game's composers are a bit of a mystery to me. The only credit I can find of any relevance is for the Konami Kukiha Club, a band of musicians who worked for Konami composing game music back in the old days. But the members changed frequently, and I wasn't able to narrow down specifically who wrote what. But whoever they were, they were 100% classic Konami, as you're about to hear. There are four different versions of each song in the game based on which emotion your character is currently exhibiting. Tonight we're going to focus on the neutral versions. So let's get and let, let's dive into our long involved personal histories with this game, Matt. Uh, yes, tell me of the countless hours you've spent playing the treasure of Ushas on the MSX computer system.
1: The statement you just made is longer than my actual face time with this game. <laughs> my first time ever encountering this game is the day you mentioned, Hey, Matt, we're gonna do this game. And I said, What the heck is that? I've never <laughs> heard of it. I looked it up on the internet and said, Ooh. That cover art is amazing.
0: He said. Ah
1: uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't because I just still don't know how to pronounce that, but you know. It's fun. <laughs> we tied it together. Um I, I I won't lie though, I did spend a sizable amount of time looking to see who it was that um drew that cover, who illustrated that cover. I didn't find any answer, because I, I I think I told you I thought it was um the gentleman who did like Indiana Jones posters and the Star Wars posters, but I I couldn't find any uh, information on it, so that's my history. (laughs) Mine is uh, only slightly
0: more involved than yours. Uh, (laughs) So, I'm a huge fan of classic Konami NES games, you know, Blades, uh, the the music in particular. You think, particularly, you think of like Contra, Castlevania, Blades of Steel, Stinger, all that wonderful silver box stuff. Love me some classic Konami music. So, um, I, way back in the before times, the long, long ago, I discovered a YouTuber by the name of Banjo Guy Ali. He was just starting out, and wow. uh, I absolutely loved what I, what I heard on his, uh, his, his YouTube channel, and I followed him, and I subscribed, and I listened to everything he did, and one of the first songs that he did that I had never heard of before... Not the first, obviously, there were a couple. But one of the earliest ones was a song from The Treasure of Ushas. And I fell in love with it. I thought it was a fantastic song. It was, uh, he called it uh, tr- Mohenjo Daro, which is interesting because uh, none of the tracks that I found had that name. Um, I have that song in here, but none of them have that name. And since I don't really know a lot about the way this game really functions, uh, I just kind of we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But <laughs> I asked him about it because uh, since I, I since I, I found his YouTube channel so early, it was it was pretty easy to get a correspondence with him, and uh, we kind of became friends. And I asked him about the game, and he told me all about it on the MSX, and he did a little episode of it on his msx mansion series when he was going through msx games for a while and i was just utterly fascinated by it um and unfortunately i have no good way of playing it and then i kind of put it out out of my head for a while like i never bothered tracking down the original version of the song for some reason because i'm a goober and uh <laughs> years later he did i think just a year or two ago he did another song from treasure vushas and it's gorgeous his, his rendition of it is amazing And uh, just the past couple of weeks, I've been listening to his, he does a Twitch stream of like almost all of his music uh, every morning, every weekday morning. And so I've been following along with that, and I keep hearing this song, and I I, last week or so, before we recorded our last episode, I heard it, I was like, that's it, I'm doing this, we're doing Treasure of Ushas, I want to hear the rest of this classic Konami music. And talk about it and see if it's as good as these two songs that I've heard are. So I brought it to Matt. We Now here we are. Download the <laughs> and music. Here, and here you are. Yes. We are Our faithful ready. faithful
1: listeners. Yes.
0: We're all here together to discover yes. the treasure
1: of Ushas. So
0: <laughs> let's, uh, let's get to work, shall we?
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Uh, it's not a I tremendously large soundtrack, which, you know is to be expected from a, a game of this vintage so uh we played the introduction over the uh beginning of the episode so let's ju- dive into stage select uh i'm assuming this is the song that plays when you select which stage you're going to go to huh how about that right craziness let's go to listen <laughs> here is stage select enjoy oh wait a second hold on i'm holding. i have a i have a couple of names attached to this i just realized when i when i downloaded this from uh i don't even know where i downloaded this this soundtrack from now but i have two names attached to it kinuyo yamashita and motokai furukawa so it's entirely possible that this soundtrack was uh, written by these two interesting i'll do a little <laughs> i'll do a little research on those two uh characters while we're listening to this song here is stage select enjoy
1: What'd you like? that was a lot of fun, um, I especially like that like uh secondary melody mm-hmm. uh boom like that was I don't know if i I don't want to call it the bass line or the drum line because it's unfortunately kind of ambiguous as to what it is, but um I really like that like the, that that focal melody like that's cool, that's really cool, but then to have that um that secondary melody behind it just kind of giving it a, a little pep. That was really cool. I like that a lot.
0: Well, uh, I also dug it quite a bit, and it definitely had that uh, classic Konami fair flair, and uh, I can see why if these are, in fact, the composers. We have, uh, let's see, Motokai Furukawa has worked on... Jeez, we got some special thanks. Uh, just He's just listed his staff of Treasure of Ushas. Which is, was my problem I saw like There's a staff credits But it's just Here's the staff But mm. for other games uh, Listed for game credits And audio We've got Nemesis 2 Which is a Part of the Grady series You got Metal Gear The original Metal Gear uh, Super Contra It was a music editor uh, Composed for Snatcher Sunset Riders uh, And looks like Castlevania N64 Yeah Castlevania for Nintendo 64 <laughs> More to the point, though, we've got uh, Kinuyo Yamashita. It was a, a name that I didn't recognize immediately because uh, uh, I don't know why I didn't recognize it immediately. But she worked on Castlevania, the original, uh, on composition for Castlevania, uh, also on Nemesis Two. Usha's composition listed here, so there you go. I found that listed as composition. I can't believe I couldn't find any of this stuff beforehand also worked on Snatcher for MSX Proteus wow quite a quite a uh, Mega Man the Wily Wars for Genesis wow jeez. so yeah this is this makes this makes a lot of sense as far as stylist, as far as overall style especially with the stuff mm-hmm. we're about to hear not just that simple little bit that we heard which uh, I liked quite a bit don't have a lot to say about it it's a uh...
1: I feel like I know the answer to the question I'm about to ask but I'm gonna ask anyway um, so you mentioned up front we're gonna be listening to the neutral versions of all all of those stage songs this stage select I, I assume falls outside of those parameters it's just the one version and it's yes okay just, yeah, checking. just
0: the the five stage themes and really the only difference is like you know the darker the emotion the more minor key the song is played in huh interesting yeah it's pretty neat so uh let's move on to stage one here is. What I uh, what I found as Pegu Ruins Stage 1 from Treasure of Ushas for the MSX, which uh, as we go on, one thing that I have noticed in the little bit that I have heard of this soundtrack is there's very little in the way of percussion. Um, it seems to have worked on fewer usable tracks than the NES did, because... I did a big comparison of the uh, MSX version of Vampire Killer, uh, sorry, Vampire Hunter versus Castlevania, which is has the same soundtrack, but mm-hmm. there's very little in the way of percussion in the uh, MSX version, and I think that's the similar situation here, and I don't know, take that for what you will. Anyway, here's, <laughs> Pe- here's Pegu Ruins, enjoy. Ushas and I loved that that was very uh, like not quite Goonies 2 but you know it kind of feels like that same it's just filling me with feelings of that exact era in gaming and it's so wild hearing this because it's it's all new to me (laughs) it's like this whole era this whole chunk of that era of gaming that I'm unfamiliar with and it's 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 kind of mind-blowing but I love it it was uh you know just complex enough to not be super simple and had just enough to it to not be too repetitive it was some pretty solid stage one music I liked it
1: um at first I didn't want (laughs) to I wanted to mention I didn't mean to leave you hanging in there I thought you had more to say and then you did so I was like okay (laughs) (laughs) um I will absolutely agree with you. It's funny how you said uh, this is the first time you're hearing it, but I feel like there was a, a but to that, and that but was, but I'm so familiar with this. You're because, right, yeah, because Konami's got the Konami sound, you know. Um, and speaking of the Konami sound, I love a lot of the instrumentation, like the choices in, um, you know, I I recognize, you know, there probably wasn't a ton. choices to be made so it's like listen man we got eight crayons it's gonna be one of these eight colors you know um but
0: but you know when on you're listening to an nes game you can tell when it's a konami song like nine times out of ten it's like there's a very specific way that they made those instruments sound on the nes that was very specifically konami and it's neat hearing this too because it's it's not the same instruments but you can tell it's the same sensibilities
1: right absolutely and um just like you said like this is great um it's like you said it's it's complex enough not to be mundane it's um there's enough going on that it doesn't get boring immediately um i even like the they do a little bit of dynamic boom boom, boom dip back to the song you're like uh, rest go and that helps too you know um things like ear fatigue and and stuff like that you get you get your brain gets tired of hearing the same loop or whatever. It's it's fun. It's like a little palate cleanser or whatever in such a small song. That's really good. It, uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited to hear more. Actually,
0: me too. So let's do it. Uh, we got another short one here. This one was listed as between stages, so I'm assuming there's some sort of like gap or something between stages. It's a relatively short track. It's only 33 seconds, and it probably loops. So let's give it a listen. Here is between stages.
1: Little what I appreciate about what we've heard so far is, um, there's a, hmm, a characteristic of adventure video games in the music, which is weird because now all of a sudden I'm thinking what came first, the chicken or the egg? Did the adventure game come first or did the soundtrack make the adventure game? Yada, yada, <laughs> yada. Anyway, I get this, um, I get a sense of, like, high adventure, you know and obviously the storyline for this game lends itself to some super high adventure um you know having never played it i i don't know i you know i've seen some screenshots side-scrolling platformer uh you know the the emotion element has definitely piqued my interest i'm very curious i didn't watch any let's plays or anything because i kind i like to come into these things blind and really kind of just give my first impressions but uh, after this, I, I really want to see that uh, in play and how that affects, um, you know, certain aspects of gameplay. Obviously, we mentioned up front uh, opening up boss doors and things like that. But that being said, um, yeah, the the stage select and the in between, like not the, you know, we've only heard one level so far, but they really do give, they really do give a level of of high adventure. Like you had mentioned, Goonies too. I mean, like, the Goonies movie is just, you know, massive adventure, and the game itself is the same, you know, the same thing. So it's, this is super cool so far. I, I really appreciate this so far.
0: I'm glad to hear it. This next one is a, this next one's a winner, man. This next one is my favorite. I mean, I can't say for sure because I haven't heard all of it. I intentionally did not listen to the rest of the soundtrack But this is one that I know This is the reason we're doing this episode This is the song that uh, is in Ollie's current mix And he did it, uh, I think, a year or two ago It's called uh, Dunhuang Ruins Or as he calls it, Juba Ruins Uh, I'm not sure what the difference is Maybe this song is used in more than one place But it's the stage two theme From what I've come to understand And this is an absolutely beautiful piece of music And I can't wait to share it. So let's give it a listen. Enjoy. That was the Juba Ruins, or Dunhuang Ruins. Uh, and what a wonderful song! <laughs> I love that tune! It's so... Uh, it's so... Cla- I mean, it's not, but it is so classic NES. It's, It feels like a classic NES song I never heard before. And it's... I, I just love that part where it, it, it goes into the but it's uh, all the notes are dancing around it during that mm-hmm. and it, it all just kind of it'll just kind of matches up in this really beautiful way and of, and of course when it all just kind of comes back together with this sort of dramatic high adventure dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's so cool I really love it I, that, I just I just
1: adore it that part that you just mentioned the the high dramatics that's that was my favorite. I mean, listen, I'm going to agree with you. That was a, a fan dabby doozy of a song. Ooh. Sorry, I was just watching uh, DuckTales. Um, <laughs> or <laughs> Flintstones. I wasn't sure where you were going with that one. No, I said fan dabby doozy, not yabba dabba doozy. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. It's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> that was such a great piece. Like When it started, I was like, oh, okay. And then it, it all comes together and it's... You know, it's doing its counter melodies and all the stuff floating around these the main melodies and stuff. And that's one of the things I think I appreciate the most so far. Is out of all of, of all these tracks, like there's a lot of these um, complementary melodies and notes that float about the main melody. Because I, you know, we've you've I feel like you could very easily get into um, simple video game music you know i think uh there's too many soundtracks that are fairly simple but to take it the step further and really like really treat the music like music this isn't just background music for a video game this we're making music here you know what i mean i think that might be part of the konami machine i don't know the flair of it whatever it is i think that might be it is that the the composers really looked at it like we're making music here um and this is like this is a prime example you know, however many many channel- channels they had and and choices in synthesizers or, or whatever the case was, they did a fantastic job.
0: I, I totally agree, and I will put a link to the this the truly wonderful uh, cover that uh, Banjo Gayali did of this. It's uh, probably going to be playing underneath our talking right now when uh, the final recording, but it's it's a lot slower than this, and uh, he keeps uh, he keeps a percussion beat running throughout the whole song and it's it's just it's just delightful but what a what a wonderful song oh let's keep going so uh next up is alchi ruins which is stage three and uh, i don't know what we're in for so let's give it a listen enjoy That was a very specifically ancient temply, right?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Uh, I I really liked that piece. That was cool. It was it was very, almost stereotypically like, this is pyramid level, uh, right kind of music, but not really in a bad way. Like it was it was pretty cool.
1: Um, I didn't like it. Oh. I loved it. <laughs> I got him! <laughs> I gotcha! Got I me. fooled you! Nailed it! No, this was fantastic. <laughs> Everything about it. Um, right, the little, the little flute. Do 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 You know, yeah. you're like, oh, someone's charming snakes in a temple or something. Um, and then, and then just the sparseness of what I will only describe as drums, and then having them come in and giving it like a. For I hate kind of being like this, but. To say, uh, like a jungle, like yeah, 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 I, and it kind of takes over, and it, you know, the the track goes over there for like a moment or two, and then it kind of comes back. But then, even when it's coming back, one of the things that really um, uh, leapt out at me was how that main melody was given some level of reverb. Excuse me, was given some level of reverb to give it space. I always talk about space, tracks having space and, you know, uh, giving maybe perhaps a, a, a 3D environment. Um, giving that space really made it kind of pop up above those drums, which I thought was fantastic. It, you know, I I don't... I, I've i never done the research or, or really, you know, sat and pinpointed, but I'm very curious as to when they were able to start adding reverb to things and... and you know, a level of echo to, or I should say, delay to give it that echo feel, and, and start making tracks start to feel bigger than they are, or giving the impression that the space the player was in was bigger than it is. Because that's that's absolutely what happens here. is like, It's fantastic. It's just a great track so far. I mean, the track before this I loved. This is a really, really close race, though. <laughs>
0: The one before, this was definitely more my style, but I appreciate this one a lot. Sure. this is It was just a lot yeah. of... It was just the right amount of fun. Very, again, very Indiana Jones. Kind of makes me wish uh, yeah. Konami made an Indiana Jones game. Although there was another Konami game that's like almost an Indiana Jones game. It was a Famicom game, and it never came out in America, and I can't remember what that's called. That's going to bother me. But anyway, let's keep going. Let's move <laughs> on to stage four, the Hunza Ruins. It's another one I'm completely unfamiliar with, so let's dive in. Here it is. Enjoy! liked that one
1: Uh, again that's another one i loved yeah that Uh, was good it uh i think the last two ones you had mentioned um the one that uh, ali covered uh is more your sensibilities and your style i think these last two are more mine a little darker Mm -hmm. yeah a little more intense uh a little more i'd say drum heavy (laughs) which is weird to say because it's not really drums in any of them, so I guess by default they're drum heavy. Um, they are effect they are percussion percussion
0: heavy, even though they're yeah. not specifically drums. Yeah. It's like the bass line is driving that's is
1: filling that role. Yes, thank you, because it's got that. So it's not necessarily walking, but it's definitely a driving bass line. Um, and to go back to something you said earlier about the notes playing around it this one had notes like right out front, you know, like it definitely was a very driving song. And there has, um, an element of, uh, geez, I don't want to say chaos, but that, that boss level stuff that gets you a little, your, your blood pumping a little bit faster. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's very, very good track. Um, the, the main melody, uh, very in league with the last one. Uh, again, not a bad thing. Um, just another solid piece of music
0: yeah to 100 uh, percent with you there it, it is very in line with the last one it's uh stylistically speaking uh the songs have all been pretty different from one another so far and the mm-hmm. uh, alchi and hansa ruins stages are both pretty similar tunes like those are very much uh, companion pieces but at the same time it's different enough that it's it is still unique and i, I really liked it uh, to go back to that, what I was saying before, the game that I was talking about is Arumana no Kiseki, which was only released on the Famicom. It was a Konami game that translates roughly to "The Miracle of Almana," and it's a uh, it's really neat. I saw a video on it on uh, Jeremy Parrish's NES Works Gaiden, uh, which is base. It's basically a side-scrolling Konami Indiana Jones game, like right down to you're a dude in a hat, like uh, I. Clearly it was supposed to be an Indiana Jones game at some point in development and just to uh, wind up using their own characters instead. But uh, it's a really neat and interesting game. Something I might put on the list to do in the future. Hmm. <sighs> All right, let's move on to the next track, which is uh, the first song I've ever heard from this game. I've heard the Ollie version and I've heard the original version uh, uh, a couple of times. In my life, uh, that is the Agra Ruins slash Mohenjo Daro. This is a really cool song. Um I don't know what else to say about it besides a really cool song and we should listen to it. So let's do it. Here's stage five. Enjoy! It's the Agra Ruins slash Mohenjo Daro uh, from Treasure of Ushas, and man, what a stage theme, huh? That's some that's some killer stage music. That's a uh, that first chunk there reminds me a lot of like uh, it gives me some serious Yujo Koshiro vibes, especially if, if thinking about like Legacy the Wizard in that first chunk. But then it goes like when it starts hitting the slightly more major notes, it's very it's so Konami, it's so cool. I love this. Love this tune! What a good track. Uh,
1: I I I couldn't agree more. I, you know, last two or three tracks I've been I've been very much into, and then it just keeps getting better and better. Um, yeah, th- again we get that bit of a driving bass line. Um, you know, this uh, wonderful composition with melodies and the counter melodies. Again, it's it's just another. I don't know. It's just such another great track, but I will say this. I'm, I'm listening to all these and you're, you're telling us these are the neutral uh, positions for the track, so to speak. I'm so curious now to hear the other versions of these tracks with, uh, you know, with the, the emotion tracker on cause the, cause these are really good. Now I'm just curious what, what those will sound like. So I'm gonna have to have to do a little uh, digging for that. But, yeah. I'll um, get
0: you a link to, a. Uh a page where, where I found the entire soundtrack with the, the, the proper track names and stuff, which had oh, different versions. It's it's interesting stuff. You know, It's a, I, I felt like the neutral ones was the way to go with. Otherwise, we'd be here all night listening. Oh, yeah. yeah four yeah. different not, versions of every track. Not that
1: that's a terribly bad thing, but when you, you, worst way you to have spend stuff night. to do in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Um, but yeah, otherwise, just another just another absolute banger of a composition like this soundtrack is really turning out to be something like where'd this hidden gem come from you know <laughs> I
0: also really like how it's a it's it's got so many different parts to it you know yeah this is the kind of thing that a lesser composer would have stopped like halfway through and it would have been a fine song but they kept adding parts to it to make the, to make the tune so much more interesting and so much better of background music. Cause I mean, I, I don't know how long you you spend in these stages, but I I just love that the loop is as long as it is. And as interesting as it is, it's uh... a,
1: <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'll always mention it every episode I can, uh you know, you, you, once you catch the loop, then the track is dead. But like, there's so much going, like you said, there's so much going on the length of which the loop exists. It's almost like you forget, you know, like uh, I, there comes a point where I was like, Wait, did we hit the loop already? Like, oh, I, I was usually, you know, I, I can look at the waveforms, which is what I'm doing, and I can see it, but that doesn't mean that I caught it, which mm-hmm. to me is like a great little kind of indicator that what you're doing is great. You know what I mean? Agreed.
0: Well, unfortunately, that leaves us with only one song left. Uh, yeah. Last track of the night is the boss music, uh, before we hit you with the end theme for uh, to play you out for the evening. So it is a, it's a shorty, but, you know, let's... Uh, <laughs> We're doing what we're doing. Here's, uh, here's the boss music. It's, uh, it's probably some boss music. I assume this is the music you listen to when you fight the boss. Let's huh. go and listen to the boss music. It's called Boss. Okay. Let's, let's hope it's boss. Enjoy. Yes, boss. some boss music they weren't messing around
1: (laughs) that was giving me some serious like shadowgate vibes all right yeah i can i can see that there was there was some tiny elements of it that kept making me think of um the you have died screen not seeing that that grim reaper but uh that's a different game go listen to that podcast great episode um this boss music was absolutely had the cadence of boss music it kind of had the same um Timbre as some, you know, uh, early boss musics and stuff. It's great though. It's it's another another great track in in a in an OST that's just fantastic. I'm I'm so happy that this now exists in my world.
0: Yeah, uh, me too. I'm glad to finally uh, dove in and and. Really given this game the respect that it deserves, considering how much I absolutely love those two tracks that I was familiar with beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, specifically to the point of this, um, to this track, uh, it's so chaotic.
1: I, I love how it's just—it's pure freaking chaos, man. Yeah, yeah. And 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 choices and notes too are definitely off-putting. Uh, you always bring up the off-timing. This doesn't really have that. There are elements that kind of like. There's one or two small elements to make you kind of go, huh? but I think uh, in this instance, the, the kind of notes that are a little off are like, those are the off-putting elements.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I, I like that. I mean, we've, we've talked so much about boss music on this yeah. show and how much we love it, and this really just kind of hits all the right notes. It's a, man, this was a solid episode. This is solid stuff, top to bottom. Way to go.
1: Like, uh, like a bodybuilding dwarf, short and tight. Short and hard, like a bodybuilding elf. To save the planet and well, anyway, um, and build a shelf. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and build some shelves. <laughs> That's such a good song. Yeah, it is. Man, we're making some. We're having an evening, me and Matt here. We're we're really doing some deep cut <laughs> references, man. <laughs> pre pre show, we were just giggle fits.
0: Oh boy, oh boy. Ah. <sighs> Muppet Family Christmas, man. All right. Well, uh, that was outstanding. That was a really fun episode. Loved it. Really fun music. Loved it. I'm going to have to... I just want to dig up everything Konami's ever published and listen to all of it. (laughs) From the very beginning. Right. I mean, I don't know how many more MSX games we're going to do on this show, because I have no history with it, but considering how much fun this was, this will not be our last MSX.
1: I think it's a good opportunity for our audience, who may or may not have more knowledge than we do, to to tell us, "Hey, guys, check out this game. Check out this." Game. You know, we you know we're all about that kind of stuff.
0: Absolutely. If there are more MSX games that we should cover, please let us know. And I'll, you know what? I'll ask Ollie, too. I was like, "Hey, yeah, which did it with us. It was great. What other MSX games should we cover on the show? Because uh, he's a he's a fountain of knowledge of that wonderful platform. So." Well, uh, it was a bit of a short one, but that's our show. Join us next time when we will be crossing another longtime favorite off my list, the Super NES version of the PC Classic Lemmings.
1: <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs>
0: I love Lemmings. I love the music. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so very very excited about that. I've wanted to do this for ages. I honestly can't believe we haven't.
1: And it's gonna be, I think it's going to be another one that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, right? It's just it's just solid stuff.
0: We here at the Waveback Podcast are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens, and we love communicating with you when we can. And we have a couple of ways you can do that. There's a Geekade Discord channel in which we have a Waveback chat where we frequently discuss all manner of stuff related to video game music and whatever our next episodes are going to be. We also have a Waveback forum page over on Facebook, which you can find by searching Waveback on Facebook. And, of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. While you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site, over at geekade.com. And if I didn't mention it before, this show is now available on the Geekade YouTube channel. We've been uh, uploading some episodes, and a couple people are watching it there. So if uh, you prefer to take back your uh, podcasts on YouTube,
1: that's available. You're welcome. (laughs) We gotcha.
0: Matt, you got anything uh, fun you want to say before we go?
1: I have lots of fun things to say I probably should not repeat, but I will mention that the world's longest one-shot of Dungeons & Dragons is still going strong. Um, We did have to take a bit of a hiatus because, you know, people have real lives. But we will be back April 3rd, which is a Saturday, noon Eastern Standard Time, and the adventure continues. Um, I'm very excited to see what happens next because... I think we're in a bit of a predicament. Um, Also, I'm looking to... I I mentioned this, I think, previous episode. I'm looking to start back up the Stream Your Own Adventure uh, show on Twitch, which, if you're not familiar, I, in order, take a book from the Choose Your Own Adventure series, and I sit down and I read it for you guys, and you tell me what direction we're going to go in. And it's a lot of fun because it's a very adult audience, and we make very adult jokes. Uh, So... So keep keep your eyes peeled to uh, to the Discord to this show, and you will get a date. And I will see you there.
0: Nice. I uh, will also throw out that the uh, Back Overplay channel is just wrapped up uh, Mario Kart, and I can't mm. remember if that was already done last time we spoke, but it is officially done now. And Mario Kart Eight, we hit up the uh, the F Zero tracks, which were really cool, and the Zelda track, which came out really weird and. <laughs> I don't know, I had, a, I had a blast at the end of that. Like, uh, it was cool, but it was, like, super fun, uh, specifically. Like, all of it was so cool, but this last bunch of tracks were super fun. The next one I'm going to be doing is Metroid and Metroid Zero Mission, because I've been on this Metroid extravaganza with my son, and it's been a blast. And uh, mm. I already did the mashups. They sound super cool. So uh, I look forward to that. I'm going to be posting it in the next couple, of, next couple of weeks or so. Should be a good time noise. Well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. We're going to leave you tonight with the ending theme, Uh, and if it's anything like the rest of the soundtrack, it's going to be great. So, thanks for listening, everyone. On behalf of Matt and myself, have a good night.